transmitting on a pirated frequency using stolen equipment and sitting in chairs we borrowed from our roommate without telling him. It's the Relevant Podcast. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. The week of July 14th, 2008, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is Adam Smith. Greetings. Maya Strang. Hello. And Lloyd Kinsley. What is up, yo? None of us, none of us have titles. No. This week. No. Wow. It's Stripped. It's not about what you do, it's who you are. Wow. You know, that actually, I feel better that way. I feel like I'm allowed to be me. You, you know, s- you are allowed to be you. Adam. Yeah, it's like I'm not rigidly defined. Right. The <laughs> restraints of your job have been lifted from you, and you can now be free to be yourself here on the podcast. Oh, wow. Man. Uh, put your clothes back on. Yeah, please. I say, please put your shirt right back on. Um, I. This is not what I signed up for. Then. <laughs> uh, today's podcast is going to be fun. We have um, a look inside or behind the scenes at the current brand new issue. Right. So I hope that everyone heeded my advice and didn't <laughs> yeah. look at it. Right. You, know. you may now open the deal. <laughs> well, no, yeah. not yet. No. Later. You, no. Uh, right. If it came in a bag of we'll any kind, it. you can open the bag. It didn't. Sm- smell the new print. Go ahead and just smell the cover. Yeah, after a bunch of smelly mailmen have handled it, please take a big whiff of the mm-hmm. magazine. I like yep. the smell of printed materials. Do you Cam- like the smell of sweaty mailmen? <laughs> Cameron, no. that, is, uh, that is a harmful stereotype of mailmen. And that they're sweaty. It, that they're you they're don't think a mailman in Florida rude. in the summer is sweating? Um, somewhere there's a mailman listening to this podcast who is born without sweat glands, <laughs> and he's very and has offended. a natural odor of rose. That's right. And he's incredibly <laughs> offended. Also, kind of played in the podcast, we have a challenge for you: a response-driven contest, if you will. Mm-hmm. The prize for which will be. Use technical merchandise. <laughs> and that's our technology, I guess. Use technology. My personal iPhone, which has served me well for the last year, that I purchased, I purchased at 6 p.m., waited in line mm-hmm. 6 p.m. the day it came out, yeah. is, is going to be given away to the, uh, the winner of this prize. So yeah. only write in if you're an AT&T customer. And this guy <laughs> was good enough to stand in the line and get one for me, too. It's true. You know, I did. We'll see. Was and, there. and actually, they were the last two of the eight gig versions in the entire store, and the lines still wrapped around the building. In the there were the you know the large floor to ceiling windows and stuff. So as I'm purchasing the last two eight gig ones in the store, the manager for the the store with two two policemen walk out has to walk outside and tell the crowd that had been waiting there for hours upon hours upon hours that all the eight gigs are now sold out. So she does this. Of, then everybody waiting outside turns and stares at the person at the cash register mm-hmm. and they start putting their hands on the window and like beating the window and stuff. They did like, not. And it was terrifying and the police escorted me to my car. 
I'm not kidding at all. I didn't tell you this story. <laughs> a, helicopter, a helicopter came down <laughs> and d- delivered the police, it home. The guy in front of me and me were escorted to our cars by the police. And then wow. Secret Service agents ran alongside the cars <laughs> we drove off. But I mean, I was actually quite scared because these guys had been sitting in the hot sun, yeah. June in Florida, for hours, mm-hmm. and I was the last eight gigs. Now they still had four gigs, but who wanted that? Yeah, yeah. You know? See, six hours in the hot sun of Florida is like four years in a Turkish prison. It will make you go mad. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there was like fa- you know fathers with their children, sons. You know, they were all excited. They're waiting. Daddy's gonna give a cool phone, and he did. You know, yeah. I crushed their, their dreams. Their dreams nice. were ruined that day. Wow. So this phone, which is a piece of technological history folks it's going to be loaded with all of all of your contacts right <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll leave them all on oh, no. actually i need to wipe it clean yeah. no you <laughs> should i think that should be part of the prize <laughs> is that you you leave certain numbers that people would find interesting you like, have to at least like you have Barack to l- obama yeah, yeah exactly exactly or you have to at least leave like all the photos you've taken on it something that people will be like okay um, this is weird. I'll load it with pictures <laughs> of us, the podcast crew. Hey, that'd be nice. cool. I was going to say, at the very least, leave the picture of me eating the footlong corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like you're about to die. Yeah, that should that should be the uh, home screen. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this week's podcast, we actually, folks, have a real live sponsor for the podcast this week. Is it the letter F? <laughs> no, a real... Oh. I'm not kidding. It's not like, just Cameron opening a Pepsi next to a microphone. <laughs> right. And it's not us doing an internal promotion. This this company paid good money to put us on the air, and we support, and we appreciate the sponsor. So wow. support. Uh, this week's podcast is brought to you by Purple Door Arts and Music Festival, featuring Norma Jean, August Burns Red, Skillet Red, Haste the Day, many more. Uh, Friday and Saturday, August 15th and 16th in Ski Roundtop, Pennsylvania. For more information or to order tickets, visit purpledoor.com. It's actually a good fest. We're there every mm-hmm. year, although we won't be there this year. Yeah, so don't go expecting to see us, but go. Yeah, it's go. We just won't. Yeah, yeah, our magazines will be there, but gas prices were too expensive yeah. for us yes. to do a festival tour this year. So, uh, Purple Door, thank you very much. Go support purpledoor.com. So it only took us, what, four or five years to actually get a sponsor? <laughs> Three and a half. I'm telling you, this thing is taken off. <laughs> it's like a rocket, <laughs> honestly. Hitch your wagon to this, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I was going to say we're recognized in public, but unless we speak, we're not. That's true. Right. I have been voice recognized. I mentioned that on the podcast once. I've, I was, yeah, was in freaky. a city park, and a guy heard me talking to my family and said, I listen to your podcast. Wow. That yeah. was a little freaky. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Worrying. It, uh, Jesse was voice recognized at a concert once. Yeah. Somehow I've. Singing? Been, I've been. <laughs> no, just talking in the crowd. <laughs> somehow I've been face recognized i uh, which is kind of alarming since there's only like a one inch by one inch photo of me on the the page but Eating i walked into on that page yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean there are but a variety of mm-hmm. full page photo i'm all over the place we should set that up but uh yeah i was walking into a concert one time there's a guy handing out flyers at the door and he went to hand me one then pulled it back and stuck out his hand he's like i'm a big fan of the podcast i'm like i literally there's a tiny little staff photo of me you know, so yeah. it was it was a little little freaky. All right, so let's get let's get rolling. I'm not on a stool, so you guys got to help me keep this thing moving forward. Yes. Um, mu- entertainment releases coming out on uh, music on Tuesday, July fifteenth, which is the middle of the month. It is. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean. Good to know. Thanks. You're going to give us markers of, the qu- of how we p- progress through the months. It's now we are payday. three quarters through. It's also payday. It That's is. That's, That's what I was, was going to say. Uh, July 15th, David Banner's coming out with The Greatest Story Ever Told. Now, 
Uh, clarification, about six weeks ago, we told you that Common had come out with the album The Greatest Story You Ever Told. That was not true. Well, oh. it's David Banner. What happens, David Banner thought he could trumpet. He's <laughs> like, oh, that's that's the greatest story, Common? Oh, no. I've got the greatest story ever told. And ironically, the whole thing, he's playing the trumpet. Wah, wah. And he, he played the trumpet that way with the wah, wah. <laughs> 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 just kind of like that. Uh, that sounded like a, a jazz-style Wookiee. <laughs> a Wookiee? AttractiveNerds.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, David Banner, uh, The Hold Steady is coming out with Stay Positive. I like The Hold Steady. They're really good. Yeah. And Nas with the creatively titled Nas. Now, I did not think that that was going to be its title. I, I thought that its title was going to be something. Oh, that's other, right. The right. N-word. Yeah. And I, that's what was printed on the site, but I really thought that that was not the title. Interesting. Well, Nas is an N-word. So. It is. It is. So maybe all this hubbub has been just it's, it's a his name. self-titled <laughs> album. Yeah. Movie's coming out on Friday. We've got Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Please don't go and see that. Why? I don't know. I just um, no, I'm, I'm going to stand in line for it. Isn't it? <laughs> I know he's only been good. Uh, no, I was going to say he's only been good in, in Bond, but he's actually been okay in things like The Matador and things. Oh, like that. The Matador is great. Remington Steel. Remington Steel was great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> okay, go go check this out, everybody. Uh, the theme song from Remington Steel. It's instrumental. The theme song from He Man and the Masters of the Universe. They're exactly the same, except He Man is just sped up. Anyway, you've been waiting your whole life to point that out to everyone, haven't you? I it have. Finally, and came finally, up. finally. <laughs> I've since I started on this podcast, I've been like, someday Remington Steel is going to come up. But at any rate, yeah, I'm actually I'm going to go see this movie at midnight at the IMAX. I like ABBA. Okay, <laughs> I don't mind. If see, that's I don't a crime, mind. You may as well singing. lock me up. Right I don't now. mind ABBA. It's just that the whole no. premise of that film just annoyed me. Uh, Lloyd, I, I didn't say trailer. I don't mind ABBA. I said I like ABBA. A lot. So, okay. yeah. Put your shirt back on. No. <laughs> also coming out, um, an indie flick called The Dark Knight. Yeah. So, right. I don't know. Check that uh, out. I don't, I don't really know that. much about it. So, I guess if you're into... Yeah, not a whole lot coming out, really. I think that might be by M. Night Shyamalan. Something like that. <laughs> not sure. In all seriousness, I think my head might explode if I go and see that. No. <laughs> See, he, okay. you've all said something that deserves crickets, and I thought I'm going to mention that you should have crickets there, and I thought, no, that's that's unkind. All right, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Up next, slices. You're listening to The Death Set. The song is Negative Thinking. (laughs) It's an upper. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Death Set with Negative Thinking. Title and band name says it all. Uh, At the beginning of the podcast, that that raucous intro, that that hype, that that party in a box that you experienced. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Just add water. (laughs) Uh, Was Does It Offend You? Yeah. With We Are Rock Stars. That's that's why I took my shirt off. Because <laughs> of the party in a box? That's right. All right. 
Now with slices, here's Adam. Okay, so uh, we all know that um, obesity has become a major epidemic. What are you trying to say to me? In um, the States. It's, this is... Rather than there slices, are fat Brits. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, they are. They, yeah. Did you know what? Unfortunately, if you line up fat Brits next to fat Americans, do you know what? We look. The skinny. fat American would eat the. Fat <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, actually, uh, America is not the fattest country it's in the not. world anymore. It's not. It's Australia. It's not? Yeah. Australia. I thought it was Japan. No, nope. really. Australia is now the most obese nation in the world. Wow. But uh, it's funny you should bring up Japan, Lloyd, because this actually plays into that. In order to uh, fight obesity. Um, Jap- Japan has passed a law requiring employers to measure the body fat of employees between the ages of 40 and 70. And if they're over a certain amount, the employer can actually be fined. I had so, heard about that. Yeah. So my, wow. uh, my prediction is especially hard hit by this, the sumo wrestling circuit. Yeah. <laughs> It says 33 and a half inches for men, and then it says 35.4. It says what? 30? 33 and a half. I know. That seems a little... Is wh- but they're, a small, they they're a small culture. And then they flog you? Um, yeah. If you hit 34 inches, you are beaten with reeds. You're encouraged um, with reeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it says 35.4, and I can't say that that is uh, inches for women because uh, a pop-up box blocked the rest of the text <laughs> so the way it reads on me is 35.4 apparently aren't even allowed to kick <laughs> so um if you get up to that weight that waist size then you are no longer allowed to kick my slice actually has to do with japan also apparently I hear japan's all the rage right now right apparently it's very common for people to die from overworking in japan not and here. they have two cases. <laughs> they have two cases of people that worked on hybrid cars, cars for Toyota. Um, it's reason they died. The guy was forty-five years old. He ended up dying of some heart problems, but he was working an average of eighty hours per month of overtime, trying to get the Camry hybrid up and running. So it's twenty hours a week. So it's four hours a day, twelve-hour days. But suck it up, man. <laughs> it's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, jeez. I mean, go work at Google. They sleep there. Yeah. Well, they sleep there and they make you power the building by cycling blue bikes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this guy working on the uh, what was it the the Camry the hybrid, hybrid Camry it it killed him. It literally killed him. I hope you're. Did, did I he, hope you're proud of yourselves, hippies. Did, did he get run over by it or something? No, nope, it's just a, dropped dead. I'd say that's a worthy sacrifice for the cause. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> it's like wanted. You know, one life to save thousands of trees. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Um, but it is common. Another Toy- Toyota employee died in 2002. He was only 30 years old. He collapsed at work. Goodness. That happened to me once. But so hang on a minute. I think apparently it's Toyota. Well, don't I don't know about that because wasn't there like an 18-year-old who collapsed and died from playing too many video games in Japan? Maybe it's just that they can't handle working. Well, maybe, it could, may, maybe it's because they're so obese. <laughs> <laughs> Not all of them are. I, I know. We've roundly stereotyped an entire culture. <laughs> roundly. Oh, Yay wah, wah. Well, I'm not going to Japan or Australia. Mm. I'm going to the motherland, to <laughs> the, the United Kingdom. Um, with the power of a Porsche and the roar of a milk float, UK has its first totally green supercar. Okay, now the, the Lightning Car Company has brought out the Electric Lightning GT, which can get to a top speed of 130 miles per hour, uh-huh. um, has a luxury interior, and they're saying they're doing this because they want to create something that isn't just... It's not just a green car. It's a car that the kind of the people who would buy a Porsche would go for this. 
Um, it costs £120,000, so $240,000. Wow. Um, it has 30 onboard rechargeable elect- electric batteries. And the thing is, it says, there is just one thing missing, which is the throaty growl of a fossil-fueled high-performance engine that turns heads and opens wallets. Well, apparently the engineers have thought about that too, because the engine comes with an, a sound generator, <laughs> <laughs> which you can switch on or off if you want to, but if you have it on, it means it just sounds like a revving Porsche. But you drive could, by some ladies. Could yeah. you yeah. hack it to sound like anything you want? Like, could, Potentially, Could you make yes. it play yakety sax? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I imagine so. Anytime you're chasing someone else, you can <laughs> click that yeah. switch and it would start playing. Don't talk about it. <laughs> not, not, not that. Oh. The Benny Hill <laughs> uh, chase yak. music. Don't talk about yeah. That's what Karen's cars is going to Yeah, For some reason, it's going to play <laughs> that. Everyone else's is going to be playing the chase music from Benny Hill. <laughs> is it cool yak. looking? Um, yes, it is actually. It's, I mean, the thing is, it has a little bit of a strange, like the rear end of the car, I think, is weird. It's but the front end room. looks like a Porsche. Yeah. Okay. So it lo- I mean it does look like a, a muscle car. It looks really kind of impressive, really sporty, but with a stra- muscular with a strange rear end. That's how people have described me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Aww. You know, there's a, a little bit more news from your homeland here. We Lord. are so worldly today in our slices. Worldly. People say that about us all the time. <laughs> I know. I'm so impressed. That's what I'm proud of. Um, evidently uh, knife and gun crime is just spiraling out of control. In Britain, well, it's because right. no the police only have really? sticks, right? That's evidently there's uh, there's a lot of youth violence, um, a lot of people turning, violence. a lot of people turning to gangs. Yeah, um, <laughs> pa- pasty fist on pasty fist <laughs> violence. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, of well, you course, you guys would have hand hand violence if you if you could stop wheezing for a second, and <laughs> throw a punch. <laughs> oh man! After after this, Lloyd, we'll go out in the lobby and okay. we'll, we'll put that to the test. Um, <laughs> Yakety yak. <laughs> so of course, I'll be playing that in the corner while you guys are fighting. Okay, don't talk back. You can't play yakety sax instead. <laughs> no. So like, okay. Yakety yak. Um, but at any rate, the country is turning to its absolute last refuge. The one pinnacle shining example of uh non-violence buster rhymes so buster rhymes is uh performing at the royal albert hall in september i've performed in in a uh (laughs) a concert organized to curb youth violence he says we're seeing a generation of children who are lost in need of support their families are breaking down around them they're turning to gangs and violence we need to tell them that is not the right answer so do not fear I know that right now Busta you're probably, yeah, you're worried for your <laughs> homeland. And the good thing is no one can bring guns or knives into a show because as soon as they get there, he'll be like, put your hands where my eyes can see. <laughs> oh. uh-uh. Kevin Eubanks, everybody. <laughs> he did the full arm motion. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Woo-ha. He's got them all in check. All right. That'll do it for Slices. <laughs> Up next, a look inside the moment. You're listening to Crystal Castles. They're beautiful. They are. By the way. Well, Crystal Castles. Yes. But shatter easily. The song is Courtship Dating, <laughs> which, I thought, <laughs> which I thought was especially 
appropriate for our listeners who <laughs> to homeschool. <laughs> I'm going to get letters from people who read yes, Josh Harris's are. book and really yeah, and minister to them and change their life. If you didn't know, we publish a magazine. We do. Really? That's all right, actually. Interesting. That's how we... Um, are able bills. to bring you this gold? Because, you know, because <laughs> the business model of uh, having one sponsor every three and a half years doesn't sustain us. <laughs> Which I was I was shocked when you showed me the numbers on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, of course, it was a $500,000 sponsorship. So, so, I mean, we should be good <laughs> yeah, for a while. Yeah, we're able to Thank pay you, off all of our Door. debts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, they won't have enough money to put on their festival this year. <laughs> so the ad is kind of moot. Yeah. So Adam and I will be singing on stage. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> be, oh, we'll yeah. be performing Total Eclipse of the Heart. <laughs> nice. I like how, and a meatloaf song. I like how you guys have divided the fan base. How people who are advocating for Adam's gruff you know, passion and Maya's sweet Sweet her, voice, her dulcet uh, tones. Yeah. yeah, just seeing people really like critique and analyze. But that's why I think that we we're a good duo. Yeah. You know, that's why we duet together so well. It's like oil and voices. water. Exactly, our voices. Salt and pepper. There we go. <laughs> our voices complement one another. You know, like I'm. It's like a party in a box. I'm, it, <laughs> it is. Just add water. <laughs> I'm, I'm the gruff sounds of the street. She's the water. Right. You're the party it's, in a box. She's the water. It's basically like uh, the cutting edge, you know, the... The, the uh, ice movie. skating movie? Yeah. I, I'm the hockey player, and she's the, <laughs> the figure skater. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. I like that movie. You mean you watched that movie? Yeah. What? You didn't watch Cutting Edge? So we do a magazine called Relevant. We don't just do a podcast. And if you're only listening to the podcast... Um, you're actually helping us go out of business. Yeah, so you're essentially stealing from us. If you would like <laughs> to continue getting this podcast, you should get this print publication, this fine publication, which I hold in my hands. It's uh, very affordable. And the added benefit to you is that you get to keep us doing this. Yeah. And if, you're the, if you are the kind of person who would listen to this podcast and not subscribe to a magazine, you know, just sponge off for free, you know, off, off our good nature then you are the kind of person who would steal the pennies from a dead man's eyes, and you should be ashamed. <laughs> wow. He doesn't wow. Um, I was trying to keep it positive. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not assuming that you're going to steal from dead people. Uh, this issue, we have uh, dubbed our movie issue. Uh, there's a number of neato little features in there, and we drew a devil woman on Please the cover. Please don't ever say neato again. <laughs> they're, they're mod, I would say. Mod. They're, they're keen. Um, if you notice, uh, we on the staff page put little nicknames. Which my my parents, when they got their copy of the magazine, said they were upset that mine was special scissors. And I said, <laughs> well, unfortunately, I don't get to pick them because yeah. Lloyd, extremely handsome and intelligent, Kinsley wouldn't fit. Yeah, that's true. And it it wouldn't. That's the only reason why I didn't use it. Publisher, editor, and all around good guy. Did yeah. I really put that in there? Yeah, you did. did. Well, I, you know, if it's true, it's, <laughs> he said that. Was, in, oh, oh, did I? Did I really put it, that? I in? mean, it's in print. As, it as must a, be true. As a journalist, it's his responsibility to do that. Mm-hmm. It is in print. We can't question it. No, at this of course point. not. I read it in a magazine. I have no reason to question <laughs> that. Hey, Cameron Strang, he's a good guy all around. You yeah. know how I know? I read it in a magazine. <laughs> That's trustworthy. <laughs> okay. Um, Already, this is a great issue. <laughs> Let's stop there. Yeah, <laughs> it's all you need to know. Uh, Let's dive on into the nougaty center of this thing. So it's the movie issue, and you know not everything's about movies, but we have some good stuff. So we'll t- we'll tell you a little bit about you know we got the typical front matter that you've come to expect from us. Um, spotlights. We've got the wigs. 
And uh, you know what? Let's play. There's not a ton of music in this issue, so let's play a little sample. Here's here's uh, the latest single from The Wigs. Check them out at thewigs.com. Also, Edison Glass, who has performed here on the podcast, uh, they have a new one out, and we uh, did a spotlight on them. Here's a little bit of their new That's Edison Glass. You can check them out at edisonglass.com. And uh, last but definitely not least, we have a spotlight on Lyrics Born. Lyrics Born is uh, just came out with uh, Everywhere Once, and here is one of his tracks. When it finally hit me, my best friend's no longer living. My chest case, I felt intense pain around my rib cage. My spirit gave when I saw his face. Tears shot like lightning when I saw it was official. My woman grabbed my hand, touched her lips against my temple. How does anybody deal with loss that sudden? This was harder than when I lost my father. At least what pops I saw coming. But no, sometimes death falls in our laps. And we don't have no control over how and when we pass. The email said we won't spend the service morning for it. Instead, whisper a prayer. Remember the beautiful face he wrote. Born, you can check them out at lyricsborn.com. The first feature in the issue is uh, one of my favorite groups, kind of dating back to the mid 90s. Got a, a pretty, really, well, actually, a very interesting uh, QA with uh, the Roots. Yeah, this is actually, I I would not claim to be a Roots aficionado right. by any stretch of the imagination. How many Roots albums do you own? Um, I own uh, exactly none. I have four. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, you own clearly a lot more than I do, uh, and yet still, not r- really like having followed them all that closely. This is one of the most interesting Q and As I've ever read. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean, Questlove, who you know is kind of the most uh, recognizable member of the group, mm-hmm. and kind of their spokesperson, talked to us the whole gamut. I mean, from social justice to politics to spiritual stuff, and. So, dude's deep. I really like it. It was a great Q&A. Yeah. When I read it, I literally walked over to the editorial like, guys, in five years of doing this, this is one of the best Q&As we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, that's when it, came on, when it came in. Yeah. I was like, man, this is phenomenal. Uh, flipping over, the movie issue starts up. We got the, an article by Brett McCracken called The Cult of Celebrity. It just really looks at uh, breaking our fixation with fame and uh, our culture and all that stuff. We actually uh, have a little sidebar with... Um, 
celebrity gossip columnist Michael Musto. He writes for the Village Voice, and uh, the the whole thing is just kind of a wake up call, and kind of gives you know kind of opens your eyes to uh, maybe 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 you know reading us and people and kind of being obsessed with celebrity culture isn't maybe the way Jesus would have lived. Yeah. Right. Uh, flipping the page, we have a real. This is really cool. We have a um, we decided to uh, talk to some groundbreaking filmmakers we have an interview with morgan spurlock who you actually heard on the podcast here about a year ago uh he did supersize me what would jesus buy he has a new documentary out called where in the world is osama bin laden so we talked to him mm-hmm. leslie chilcott who you also heard here on the podcast uh she is one of the producers behind uh an inconvenient truth a oscar winning producer and alejandro monteverde who did bella which created quite a stir last year and just recently um, released a DVD. And then Dan Merchant, who just came out with Lord Save Us From Your Followers, which is uh, getting a lot of uh, traction, and it's uh, kind of a documentary, Morgan Spurlock style. Mm -hmm. Flipping the page, we got a feature um, on the redemptive power of film by Jeffrey Overstreet. Yeah, I think that's something that we get questions about a lot. So much of uh, what's coming out of Hollywood, the the content can be a little rough from time to time. And uh, I, I think there's this uh, temptation to completely write something off. But this kind of talks about how we can find the, the redemptive um, stories that are being told through films. You know, I mean, clearly there are some movies out there that just aren't worth wasting your time on. But then there's some that... You know, even in some uh, grim, gritty realities, there's something incredibly redemptive in it. We I was going to say, Mamma Mia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you said that's, not to see. Well, no, that's <laughs> why I was or referring to. there's nothing in there. That's why I was referring to particularly is Mamma Mia. It's got some gritty realities, but. <laughs> there's probably a moral in there. Yeah. We have, uh, flipping the page, the relevant 10, the most spiritually significant films in the last 10 years. And more than anything else in the issue, this has already generated uh, a ton of feedback. Um, you know, people are like, and they've come up with probably much better lists um, <laughs> of things that well, we've omitted. No, the, the reason that some of those were um, omitted, and I, I, once again, I completely agree with some of the suggestions. Of course, Shawshank Redemption. You know, of course, of course the first Matrix. Ex- exactly. What we were trying to go for is something that maybe you most people didn't see the redemptive ankle in yeah, it the first time so they obvious. saw it. Not we right. probably, just so like, probably should have renamed the subtitle the most spiritually significant films. We should have said the most overlooked spiritually significant films. The last Perhaps year. that would have uh, you know, curtailed some confusion. Get, get out your pen and write that in real quick. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're following along in the issue. Flipping the page, we got Phantom Planet uh, interview with them. If you know them, um, it's the group that Jason Schwartzman was the original drummer for. And the mm-hmm. second most uh, responded to thing so far in the issue is, you guys are idiots. Why didn't, you know, Jason Schwartzman is actually famous and stuff. Because we have a little sidebar that says, oh whatever gosh. happened to Jason Schwartzman. And um, joke, right? people, 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 that's what you call irony. Yeah. And they don't get that. We get it. Which I... I, I thought we played that up as overtly as we possibly could that that's that's a joke there's a feature on page 74 called god bless the broken road which is a uh, kind of gut-wrenching yeah it's uh, a feature about this area in india called nagaland and about the uh, proliferation of the christian message there how it's actually become one of the the most christian regions in the world at the same time though 
uh, there's some animosity that's developed because uh, it's a, a tribal society and a lot of the the people there feel like Christianity has robbed them of their culture. And there's this big movement uh, amongst some to be able to recapture parts of the culture and say, you know, these things weren't bad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it doesn't mean that just because we we've accepted Christianity that all of our culture is bad and we have to throw it out the window. You know, there's still a redemptive power in this. So it's a, it's really interesting. It'll really make you rethink uh, evangelism and missions. Yeah. Nagaland. Flipping the page, we got an interview with the Myriad. They're blowing up right now. I mean, they're, they're you know, in previous years, it was POD, it was Switchfoot, it was, you know, uh, Mute Math, it, you know, kind of breaking through in the mm-hmm. mainstream. This year, it's the Myriad. And, they're blowing up all over the place. Go to their website. You'll see all the buzz. Um, so we talked to them. They're great guys. And um, we definitely wanted to kind of shine a spotlight on their great music. Flip the page, page 82, we've a uh, uh, summer reading guide. We do this every summer. This photo in particular is interesting. We hired a photographer to shoot this, and you're looking at, oh, it's just a normal photo. No, what it is is it was shot in a Barcelona library. Really? He, he got this girl. They went in there with, like, summer beach towel, daiquiri, all that kind of stuff, set up on the floor of the Barcelona da- uh, library and, and did this photo shoot without asking permission. It <laughs> <laughs> was kind of funny. Renegade style. That's how we roll. And they, they weren't in Barcelona either. They flew there specifically for the library. For the photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing library. You'll see from the photo. One of a kind. <laughs> we have a number of author Q&As with the Summer Reading Guide. We have some great suggestions on summer reading, whether whether it's pop culture books or spiritual books or um, you know novels or whatever you want, literary kind of stuff, whatever you're drawn to. We have some great recommendations, memoirs. We talk to authors ranging from... Anne Rice to Jonathan Wilson Hartgrove. Um, it's great. The whole lineup's awesome. So, And we even have an artist thing, uh, Luba Lukova. Uh, she did a, an art book on social justice. So, Oh, yeah, that thing was cool. It's yeah. very cool. This is actually, this is one of my favorite features in the issue. It's a it's great really read. It's really cool. And, and the, I mean, the recommendations are spot yeah. on. It's a great read about great reads. Right. Mm. So. Um, we have uh, relevant recommends to close it out. Uh, movies, music, whatnot, and and your contents page in the end. It, it's it's w- the issue's been out about two weeks now for subscribers, and we've already in these two weeks gotten more feedback and response to this issue than any of the last six. Well, that's good. So that's awesome. Yeah, people are really uh, either mad at it or challenged by it or respond. They're responding to it. And that's, that's, Okay, that'll do it for your look inside the current issue. Up next, meet the I've been eating with the girls, friends, and-
listening to Animal Collective. They've all banded together to Which, overthrow us. Yeah, to me, that's horrifying. Animal Collective. Animals. They have a great sound, though. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed with the fact that uh, separately they can't even, you know, don't even have the capacity for language, let alone playing instruments. But together somehow, they make the really cow's good, pretty uh, good with that uh, that old cowbell, though, eh? No, can we? Yeah, I'm getting crickets no. for that, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the song "Fireworks" by Animal Collective. Okay, so. We are going to now introduce you to two more of our illustrious, relevant intern summer crew. Um, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? I'm Chad Pendleton. I'm Jesse Panico. <laughs> what do you? Uh, okay, uh, Chad, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, where do you Where do you go to school? Uh, I actually uh, walked, graduated already um, at Southern Nazarene University in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you study there? Uh, mass communications and journalism. Journalism. But again, another again, journalism yeah. person in the marketing this is, department. This is the second time that this has okay, happened. But honestly, it just it was like a default part of my degree because like the English profs and the journalism profs, they taught communications as well. Okay. So because the classes we had to take to fulfill our degree. Ah. So what it, you're it saying is you don't, you don't really care about journalism. Uh, it would be fun, but I don't know if I really care about communications either. Though, uh, that sounds to me like riding a tiger. It looks like a lot of fun, but yeah. it's not everyone's passion. Yeah, that that that's the oddest metaphor I've ever heard. And by the way, you know, uh, you guys listening at home, unless you have some kind of strange powers I don't know about, of course you can't see this. Um, but the the guys actually are pretty much standing no, right now, I, like not just, pretty much. Well, well okay. No, this is well, Jesse's got a bit of a lean going on, but can I just say it's it's actually very intimidating. Yes, they're kind of looming. It's like the boys have us. come in to sort us out. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, where are you originally from? Kansas City. Really, Missouri yes. or Kansas? Kansas. Oh, oh, so from the bad side? No, 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 no. Yeah. From the good side, no, the no. real Kansas City. That's why Kansas is not Missouri City. Can it's Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> What's your uh, tattoo say? Uh, it says one, and it's in Africa. Nice. And my other one says love conquers all in Italian. Wow. He's not too happy about the one. I'm one. not, actually. Why? <laughs> it doesn't look... Ver- the guy, the artist um, started coloring it in with red, uh-huh. and I wasn't paying attention, and <laughs> I didn't want red. So, uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> you're permanently... Finish. Well, I'm going to get it covered. In oh, okay. What, when I what did money. you want? I wanted it... Really, at first, I didn't want it colored. My sister was with me. And she said, oh, it'd be cool if you got that, like, Africa red in there. And uh, I was like, yeah. And uh, and then I wasn't paying attention because it was taking a while. And I looked back, and he had started coloring it. Oh, geez. So I'll get it covered in black eventually. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's for life, people. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. We should take a picture and post that on, on the website okay. so people can know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think that's wise. Thus far, what is the uh, the most, I would say, unexpected thing about your your time here at Relevant? What about the office environment is not what you expect it to be well you know outside of the magazine like audio wise the podcast is the only idea you have before you get here mm-hmm. and so it's uh, very quiet in the office yeah. the <laughs> majority of Are you the saying time. that the podcast is the is the so, polar opposite to actually yeah it's yeah. really uh That's so that kind of w- took some adjusting uh, and uh i'm kind of in a little corner or what we, we call it the jail cell yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> it's even more quiet pushed there, away. so yeah, so we, that's one thing. We we tend to, uh, like, w- we'll put marketing interns there because uh, we're ashamed of them. That's, yeah. what, <laughs> that's what 
That's your words, Cameron, not, not mine. Well, That's didn't all interns used to just be thrown into a bank vault? Yeah, well, yeah, we used to be ashamed of right? all of them. Yeah, our, our last office was an old credit card processing facility, and we had this 30, 40 by 20 bank vault with door right, yeah, and the I remember thing, the, the vault. The blog and yeah, the and uh, all the interns went in there. Yeah, and it was all metal surfaces, and so it was really loud. Yeah. And no air conditioning either. No, right? I see. There really was hot? there was some air conditioning. Yeah. There were it little was really, slats, little slats. Yeah, it wasn't so much air conditioning. It was really an anti suffocation device. Right? Yeah, more than like anything. when you punch holes yeah. when you buy a pet in a box. Exactly, to, exactly. Yeah, that's we poked holes in yeah. the box yeah. for the interns. It so was difficult. That's a, yeah, that's a thick box. Yeah. Bank box. Like, how thick is that? Yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and we'd uh, we'd just lock them up there at night, and they would uh, sleep as sound as k- kittens in there. Because <laughs> we poked holes in the box. Yeah, come, uh, come in the morning, they're all just curled up in the vault. You'd leave them like a box of Oreos and weapons, and then yeah. just see what happened by the morning. Yeah, I mean, occasionally <laughs> some of them would cry that they missed their families and they wanted to leave the vault. But you know, we I said think no. They're all so you got it good. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, we feel special. Jail cell is a step up, trust yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, where do you go to school? I go to Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida. Is that the clown college? No, it is not. <laughs> yes! I wish it was. <laughs> um, have you learned at any point the uh, the art of designing clown makeup? <laughs> and <laughs> if so, like, what, what makes the best sad clown? Because those, I mean, I think those are the only clowns that aren't horrifying. It's not just a tear, is it? No, there's it's got to be more it. than that. There's the frowny face, you know. Mm. There's the hobo stubble. There's the the bindle stick. Yes. Know? So there's a lot that goes into this, but I'd just like to hear from a professional's perspective. <laughs> well, first off, I've never had or had the opportunity to design a clown face. No, so you're not, you're not to that point in the program yet. No, um, I will be senior this next year, so I'll probably be able to do it then. Yeah, that's I, good. It's mainly in the graduate study program. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I don't think I'd be able to score a good job unless I like ace that class. Well, yeah, it's, you've got well, to do well on this. It's part of our process. interview process. Uh huh. I actually have them do it to me, and then I look in the mirror, and if I feel like it makes me sad looking enough i hire him yeah that's i um i interviewed well because i for seeing this because you know i think if you're going to go into any job interview prepared you have to go prepared to uh put makeup and accessories on your future employer <laughs> oh yeah at their at their demand you know and i and, do demand it right and i went with a pair of big floppy shoes and a bindle stick and old top hat with the the top punched out of it uh. so it's like i was prepared when Cameron asked that. So you're going to want that class. Ring, Ringling for everybody is actually a very prestigious design school <laughs> and it just carries a funny name. Yeah. We're, we're the clowns <laughs> in this equation. Like my, when my mom told my aunt that I got into the school, she actually thought it was a clown school. She's like, she's going to clown school. What's going <laughs> on? I mean, and, yeah. um, Jeremy, well, our, our senior art director, Jeremy uh, graduated from Ringling. Yeah. So, which is pretty cool. It turns yeah. it turns out good good designers. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, I actually, you know, at Florida State, we there was a, a class there, a semester long, cl- two semester long class that was a uh, circus, and you just you learned how to perform it. In really? The, yeah. Well, they have a circus they, there, don't they? Yeah, they the they do. State. They have the Florida State Circus, and you could take a class, and they would teach you how to perform in this circus. I would do that as an elective. I would audit that class. Yeah. Just I, yeah. I, I would make it my major. <laughs> I don't think that they even offer it, but I would just keep taking it every year for four years. Uh, where are you originally from? 
Um, I was born in Lakeland, Florida. Oh, really? Um, so you really haven't ventured too far from home. No. Um, <laughs> 40 minutes that way and 40 minutes this way. Yeah. Well, it's like two hours. I mean, I don't live in Lakeland. I'm actually from Bradenton, which is like okay. 10 minutes from Sarasota. Yeah. Um, and with no offense to our uh, anyone listening in Lakeland, for those of you who aren't familiar with Florida... Lakeland is kind of the Kansas City, Kansas of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not some place you really want to end up in. I well, disagree. I I've know. been to worse places, no, surely. My, we we hold a very <laughs> proud status where I'm from. Let's see, Lakeland. Yeah, Lake, Lakeland's been in the news lately because there's this like spiritual revival thing happening. Yeah, there. Oh, it's yeah. very controversial. And so I got an email from somebody um, in, in, minist- in the ministry world. And it was just, hey, man, how are you doing? And he said, hey, what do you know about Lakeland? And I wrote him back going, I wrote him back and I said, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's not somewhere I'd want to live. Um, <laughs> you know, I've stopped through a bunch of times because my grandmother used to live there. Um, kind of, kind of red. You know, I'm just describing Lakeland. Right. And he wrote back and he's like, no, I meant, what do you know of Lakeland, the revival thing happening? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I totally missed that. Sorry. <laughs> so I went for like 10 minutes trying to like figure out a tact- tactful way to talk about Lakeland because I didn't know like, is he moving there? Right, right. You know, whatever. So anyway. I think everyone seems to have heard about Lakeland except for people who live in Florida because yeah, I everyone know. at home, we keep getting like Facebook messages, emails, and when, when Becky speaks to the family, like, oh, we keep hearing about this wonderful like revival that's happening in Lakeland. And we're like, there is? Yeah, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard a thing about it when so I was out in California. Ago. I mean, they're like, "Oh, have you heard about this Lakeland revival thing?" And it's like, some people are like, "It's incredible," and some people are like, "This is the weirdest thing ever happening." Right. You know, and yeah, it's forty five minutes away from us. We're yeah. really kind of largely unaware, <laughs> aren't we? On the ball, um, okay. Um, I, I, any I, other questions? I like sad clowns. Thanks. <laughs> they're nice. I like them. You know what? Seriously, his say. his last day is next week. I think we should get the makeup and make him do a sack clown on you before he leaves. <laughs> Could you, know, you do he that? He has a Could face that just says sack weeks, clown. But I would do it. Will you? Yeah, I'll make you look like the Joker from the new Batman movie. <laughs> See, I mean, that's a terrifying that would be cool. clown. That or I can just do it however you'd like. That's a terrifying clown. I want to I want to. <laughs> do you sad. have a booth at Universal you know, for all <laughs> yeah. the kids? He's a face painting. You set up at the state fair every year. Yeah, they just have splatter a... splatter paint on people's they have, gra- <laughs> they have a graduate job placement program with all like the six flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, I want to be a, a sad hobo clown. So I, I can make it happen. That's hobo. Seriously, that has to happen, and we're gonna put pictures online. Okay, we will do it, and, and I, we, we'll even go to lunch with me as a sad hobo. Come clown. on, yeah, I'll do it. Okay, uh, Cameron, you're talking a guy who came in on shorts day with short shorts cut off to the length of of briefs. <laughs> There's very little that I won't I won't yeah, do to humiliate. It wasn't shorts day; it was moving day. And he but bent you over declared to, it shorts he, day. He bent over to pick up one box, and we we made him change. <laughs> <laughs> but I did that. I mean, like my life was changed that day. You know, I think here's my problem: is I I see when someone, out of the kindness of their heart, gives like these broad terms, and then I want to exploit it to show them that they shouldn't have been so. <laughs> you know, it's like shorts day, huh? I'll show them shorts. <laughs> You showed yep. me shorts. <laughs> yeah. We saw some people yesterday. We went to Warp Tour, and there are like so many people wearing. Is that shorts. why you're sunburned? Yes, that's why. Everyone who went to Warp Tour is a little bit too pink. Yeah. <laughs> you, they've clearly none of the employees here who went to that know about sunscreen. Right. So well, wait, are you some. saying like the short shorts are coming back for dudes? Oh my! Holy crap! Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's good. I think that you know the uh, the upper thigh has been 
it's been relegated, banished to darkness it's for too repressed. long. After, it has been. Well, after yesterday, I slightly disagree with you. No, <laughs> we got <laughs> He walked be, around feeling uncomfortable. No, be proud. Be proud. We got to get those guy thighs back out Stop, there. You just kept looking down at his thighs. Then. Yeah. <laughs> those, yeah you, it. you see those? I hope you're <laughs> those, looking at Those delicious gams. <laughs> those guys are experiencing freedom. Uh-huh. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I can understand why, though. It's hot in Florida. It, I it mean, I w- if... If I could, I mean, I, I'm, I have fantastic thighs, but <laughs> <laughs> I tend to go for a slightly longer short. But it, even then, like with shorts on, with longer shorts, you do still feel an immense amount of heat. So yeah, maybe the you're, you're cycling to work every day, Lloyd. I don't understand why you're not wearing just the shortest umbros you can find. Because I shave my legs so that I have slipstream and I don't want people to see those bare pink legs. <laughs> I don't why really. I don't. The only way is to get them out in the sun. It's like a hairless chihuahua. (laughs) (laughs) It's like those albino snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that is more. That's more accurate. Gross. All right, all right. That'll do it. We gotta end this. this We've taken this some terrible, terrible places. So guy thigh, short shorts. Yeah, that's enough. So sorry. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Get back to work. You're listening to Langhorn Slim. The song is Rebel Side of Heaven. Tell me he's a cowboy. <laughs> it's the actually it's the American Texan uncle of Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> it, I do not I do not deserve silence for that. <laughs> I, I give you we a laugh. Get at least a can laughter in there or something. Rebel Side of Heaven, that's where Adam's gonna end up. I, you know, oh. you're probably you're probably right. Uh, okay, your feedback. You guys sent in a lot this week, so we're going to try and bust through this. What was the question? We funeral, funeral. Oh. asked them their favorite funeral plans. <laughs> have we got lots of feedback? Oh my gosh! So t- <laughs> evidently, we have some very morbid, <laughs> sick <Macabre> fans. <laughs> but then again, if they're listening to this, I think that already says a lot about them and us and us. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we asked you about your funeral plans. You people are creepy, morbid, and some of you are funny. So we decided <laughs> to read, hopefully, Here the funny mix. ones. Yeah, a good mix. Greg what? Odie wrote in. Odie? Odie. Wasn't wasn't he? Uh, Odio. Wasn't Why he? Why do we get these names? Yeah, wasn't he uh, Garfield's uh, yeah. dog counterpart? O T T E. Oh. O T T E. So oat, ot, or oti. Otay. <laughs> okay, Buckwheat. Okay, so Greg Ote wrote in. Ote. There you go. That's it. Greg Ote wrote in from Peoria, Illinois. I didn't know they had internet in Peoria. <laughs> they just got it um, on computers. He's very confused uh, what he's doing here with writing an email. Um, he put a stamp on it. It's very strange. Uh, <laughs> he says, I've always wanted to be scattered off uh, the top of the Empire State Building. Wait, does, does he want to be cremated yes. He says, although, I don't want to be cremated first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, he went there. He went Thanks there. Thanks for the gun on, an, on his joke. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, just, Ote. We ruined it, your it joke. It shows you great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah. You know? He says, I don't want to be yeah. cremated first. Buckwheat say, Greg's joke, Ote. <laughs> <laughs> Leon Schmidt wrote in. 
Leon's full of Schmidt. He's an intern for a church. Uh, and with that comes a lot of cleaning, pulling of weeds, general unpleasant work. But once a week, he gets to listen to the relevant podcast while, while doing said unpleasant work. And it makes his days a little better. Oh, the I relevant you podcast part of his role. They're making like, okay, pulling weeds a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, as for his funeral, it's really quite simple. But he says, I need you all to close your eyes and imagine with me. Okay. Close them. Okay. They're close. First off, the funeral would have to take place at the actual cemetery. It'll okay. be standard fare for the first little mm-hmm. bit. All of my loved ones enter and pay their last respects in an open casket type uh-huh. deal. Then when everyone sits down, suddenly the lights go dim. There's lights, apparently. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see anything right now. Yeah, so. it's and the, dark. So and it's the good. casket lights up. Ooh. Fog begins to be pumped out of the casket, and suddenly my body rises out of the casket, attached to wires like a huge dead puppet. I'm lifted high into the air, and everyone is obviously terrified that I've come back to haunt them all. <laughs> Was that all, all caps? caps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's... Uh, nice. He goes on from there, and it turns into the thriller dance, and it just... It, it goes bizarre. a lot of weird places. Uh, Bryant all of us. I, I, that's his... All of us. Wait, 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 wait. His email address is Leon Schmidt, and he signs it Bryant All of Us. Like Oliver, but us. Like O L I V A S. Bryant All of Us in Charlotte, North Carolina. So is his name Bryant All of Us, or is he ashamed of his real name of Leon Schmidt, and he's trying to say his all name I, is Bryant All of Us? All I know is I don't trust this guy yeah. at all. Shady. Yeah. He's trying to freak out people at his own funeral. Yeah. What kind of person is he? All of us Schmidt. That's what we should call him. Yeah. That works. Avery Moore wrote in, but as I open it, I'm, I'm confronted with 800 to 1,000 words. So therefore, it's going to be very difficult to read on the podcast. So we'll put in our 850 newsletter? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is going to be the 850 <laughs> newsletter next week. Actually, I was thinking cover story in the print mag. Yeah. <laughs> so you folks, a little word of the wise. You want your stuff to get on the podcast, keep it short. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do it there in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, Avery Moore. <laughs> but you got your name mentioned on the podcast, so there's that. That. I guess. Randy Keitlinger. I'm not kidding. How do we get these people? We, we are somehow attracting people with the weirdest names. It's nice. Keitlinger. What's his <laughs> name? Randy Keitlinger. You know, I mean, what, awesome. what she don't want. Random. I mean, I'm okay. There's little Keitlinger clubs that meet out in the park. You know, all these guys who <laughs> right. are passionate they, about they, Keitlingers. They, but what you don't want is to be the one guy in the group who's a little Randy. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you don't want a Randy Keitlinger. You don't want a Randy As you linger about with your kites. <laughs> yeah. In the park at all. Yeah. Like, he's the he's a little flush. <laughs> it's like, um, he says he's a big music fan, <laughs> 210 pounds, and uh, he go he he goes to Creation Fest every year and 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 hangs out at the Fringe stage where like Emery and Seabird and all those bands play. Um, anyway, he he wants when he dies, he wants to be cremated, and at the next Creation Fringe stage, he wants all of his friends and his wife to carefully pour his ashes into the water into water balloons and launch them off the bank by the road into the crowd below. That is horrifying. He says, imagine wow. the shock of being hit from behind with water balloon, followed by a tremendous sense of relief from the burning sun, only to then be followed by, ew, what, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm covered in a, some kind of Randy kite linger. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, this will be more fun than encouraging whale sharks. So, <laughs> um, Justin Snavely wrote in. Snavely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'm uh, Justin Snavely. <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> Justin Snavely. Oh, Justin Winston Wainwright Snavely the <laughs> third. 
I like him because his actual email address is I hate zombie seventy nine. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. He does. Who doesn't really? Right. Got to be on the lookout for those guys, especially the Randy ones. Yeah. <laughs> he says. Um, he says his dream funeral will begin with the totally awesome visitation that I would have prior to my big send off. I basically planned a field day of sorts in which all of my family could have one last romp with good old Grandpa Snavely. Uh, for example, there could be one of those castle-style moon bounces that my corpse would be placed in <laughs> so the kids could hop around with it in a virtual sea of fun and whimsy. I just like to imagine the limbs yeah. flailing about. It's not very distinguished. I think Grandpa Snavely Esquire the Third would... Uh, have a little bit more of a dignified send-off. But I would think so, too. He said he'd also get a pair of those inflatable sumo wrestling suits, which uh, dead me could compete with all the willing participants. <laughs> and then lastly, there'd be a dunk tank so that all the visitations would <laughs> <laughs> plunge lifeless Justin into a tank of freezing water by throwing a baseball at a specific target. The The funeral would be have less activity, but still maintain an attitude of thrills. Um, he he would like his family to hire famed Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov yes. <laughs> to do the eulogy. Uh, he could probably use the money. After being <laughs> cremated, again, cremated. Everybody wants to be cremated. Um, I, I'd have uh, a company wrap my ashes into the most incredible fireworks they had available and shoot me in the air. While my ashes were tra- uh, traversing the sky, the song So Long and Thanks for All the Fish song from the Hitchhiker's Guide mm. to the Galaxy movie nice. would play, mm. sending me off just before the most spectacular explosion anyone has ever witnessed. My cremated being would then rain down on all my friends and family, <laughs> letting them take gross. a little bit of me with them <laughs> as they drive home. I like having Yakov Smirnoff there. And I like the moon bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And the dunk yeah. tank. Not a bad... Yeah. In Soviet Russia, moon bounces you! It's like, that doesn't even mean anything, <laughs> Yakov. Hey, I'm Yakov Smirnoff. It's funny. In Soviet Russia, tank Tank dunks you like uh, uh, Yakov. You can't just switch words around. <laughs> the Victorio wrote in. That's his name. The Victoria. the Victoria. The Victoria. And it had nothing to do with anything. I just liked his name, the Victorio. Yeah. So we're not gonna read what he said. Just no. It's just chit chat. Just so you know, the Victoria wrote in. Uh, Lindsay Phillips from Pittsburgh uh, said it's kind of crazy because last week, like three different times, people talked about Bob Ross, and then she listened to our podcast. We were talking about Bob Ross. I thought that was funny. She also says, if you think y'all is funny from that Texas letter, she said in Pittsburgh, they say yins. Really? Yins. So, for example, mean? a classic Pittsburgh phrase is, are yins gonna downtown not? Mean translation, <laughs> are you going downtown in that? Are, are yins going downtown not? Wow. Not. Yamo be there. That, yeah, that, that was gibberish. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Pittsburgh. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Adam Clark wrote in with complete disdain and offense about our discussing Des Moines, Iowa. (laughs) Iowa, He says, oh, podcast crew, Iowa, sweet Iowa. It's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I've traveled through most of Europe and Florida. Europe Europe and Florida. Well, Well, you're quite (laughs) (laughs) over. Seriously, (laughs) my passport's got so many stamps in it. Here's the Florida one. Iowa has a similar vibe to that of the lovely island of Great Britain and not of the crazy plastic feel of Florida. Give me Britain or give me Iowa. Lloyd, again, the offer is out there. If you come through Des Moines, I'll buy you a pint at the Royal Mile. I thought the name was familiar. Yeah. 
Patrick Gerber wrote in. He says, I'd like to have an open casket, but instead of my body being in the casket, I'd like the Ace of Cakes people to make an exact replica <laughs> of out of cake, which people can eat as they pass. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Then I want my friends to prop my body in a chair with my limbs attached to a series of strings and pulleys. Yeah. Of course. That will allow me to interact with my many friends, a la Weekend at Bernie's. Finally, I want 10 look-alike me's dressed identical to my corpse to hide and peek out from behind plans, curtains, and picture frames in order to convince That's people good. that I'm actually still alive and just playing an elaborate prank. Then there, then these 10 look-alikes will go to my friend's houses for the next week and just stand outside the windows <laughs> in the shadows of their yards, waving and then disappearing. <laughs> why do I want to torture my friends and family? Because pranks are my love language. That's why. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Patrick I like it Gerber. Gerber from the famous baby food family. Yeah. I was going to say... Uh, here's how I like to imagine is, you know, his corpse sitting at the table with friends controlled by the strings and pulleys trying to eat cake and just shoving <laughs> it in his face, throwing it all over. Sarah Culp wrote in. So she said, Lloyd's was creepy, okay? Uh, but I think I can out-creep him. I have told my husband that should I pass before he does, I'd like him to do the following. Cremate my body and turn me into a beautiful diamond. Uh, lifegym.com does this. Mm. Turn me into a beautiful diamond that he can present to his next wife in an engagement ring when he proposes. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's creepy. Gross. That is really creepy. Wow. And very expensive. <laughs> lifegym.com is so, so expensive. just know I'm always watching you. <laughs> I think all these She'll people... She'll never be as good as me. <laughs> I think all these people should put um, our names in their will. And if they actually do this... We'll make, told. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure we'll that there. their funeral is executed the way they want it to right. be. But, I mean, there does have to be some cash involved. <laughs> Mikhail Gorbachev wrote in. He says, here's, he has two ideas here. He says, if I'm, number one, if I'm poor when I die, I wish to be launched into the sun wearing nothing but a battle axe carved from the frozen tears of my mourning children. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Adrian Parrish wrote in. He says, uh, his, his subject line says, long-time listener, first-time funeral. <laughs> I'm going to raise the creepiness factor and say I'd like to have a relevant podcast funeral. That is creepy. Nothing fancy. You just squeeze me in between slices in a game. Maybe, oh. can you smell this? <laughs> oh. You guys can make up details of my life, make fun of my hometown slash state. You know, the usual stuff. Um, <laughs> my friends and family can then download the podcast to find out about this imaginary life that they never knew of. Also, I'd like to request an acapella version of one of your smooth favorites. Please consider. Adrian, you know what? If you Absolutely. die in the next couple of years, we'll do that. Yeah. Not oh, a problem. We are. We'll shoehorn it. you right after slices. Yeah. <laughs> but we've only got about two, three minutes. So it's going to be brief, but we'll work you in there. Last, last but not least, uh, we got an email here from Adam's brother, Ryan Smith. He wrote in. He says, nice. he just wanted to clarify some things. He says, I feel that Adam misrepresented me on last week's podcast. Shame on you. Sorry. His description of my dream funeral, you know, dressed as Superman, catapulted out to sea, may have made some readers feel that I'm eccentric or weird or pants-weddingly insane. <laughs> also, he left out a few parts. He remembered the catapult, the Superman outfit, and the bags of chums strapped to my sides. <laughs> but he forgot the skeet shooter stationed on boats just <laughs> offshore. <laughs> also, the expense of the catapult rental would be defrayed raffling off the privilege of pulling the, the lever. The, to uh, the to catapult leather. fire the catapult. Of course, this funeral precludes a tombstone as such. But I would expect my family to erect a marker on the beach. This marker would read, Adam's brother, 
He was hurled out to sea just in time to avoid the coming chimpocalypse. (laughs) 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 And then he wrote a a second email. says, follow-up from Adam's brother is the subject line. That's how I knew that it was a follow-up email from Adam's brother. brother. It was a very clearly stated subject line. Well, he's a man who says what he means. I appreciate that about him. And he says, I realized that that in the email entitled, My Fantastic Funeral, which was the one I just read you. Right. Uh-huh. I referred to, quote, readers rather than, quote, listeners. I realized that some people may think this was an error. Nothing could be further from the truth. <laughs> I am just assuming that everyone who listens to the podcast also reads the magazine. Otherwise, it'd be like stealing, right? <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. Lollipops and rainbows, Adam's brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Ryan Smith, that is true. It is stealing. I can't imagine anybody listening to this without subscribing yeah. to the magazine. So, Ryan, uh, how's your subscription? Oh. oh, snap. You didn't give him the comp one? No. I'm, uh, what, you think I'm, I made a subscriptions here? <laughs> <laughs> think these things grow on trees? Well, yeah. Well, Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they do. do. Initially, yes. <laughs> Recycle trees. Recycle trees. That's true. We don't cut them down. We just recycle them. All right, so that'll do it for your feedback. But we also got a couple of other emails that I really enjoyed this week. So before we ask this week's editorial question week, I figured I'd mention them. We had a couple listeners send in art about uh, the the 80s Saturday morning cartoon, Barack Obama and me. Obama and me, Senator uh-huh. Obama and me. And uh, Matthew McDonald sent in not only uh, the show poster that he found on IMDb, <laughs> but he sent in, he came across stills from the Lost Pilot episode of Senator Obama. Oh, that's me. great. You can't even get that on the, the Complete Series DVD. Uh, so he sent that in. And then also Jen Benson also sent in artwork of uh, Senator Obama and me. And she did hers in Microsoft Paint. So it's not <laughs> quite of the artistic level that, <laughs> that Matthew McDonald's on. Um I will say this, okay? Well, um, people are going to want to see these. And I'll tell you where you can see them. At the newly resurrected Cameron Strang blog at relevantmagazine.com. Yeah. I post them on my blog. But They're I, pretty funny. I have to say, a lot of people, the, these people, they kind of give a misrepresentation of the show, right? Uh, they're, you know, he, he sent in the pilot episode while the show is retooled when it eventually aired. And so Barack Obama, and it wasn't like a superhero, a costumed superhero. He was just wearing a suit. And uh, I remember the way it went, actually, is that uh, on the first episode, Cameron was being chased down the street by some bullies. (laughs) And he ran into his house real quick and ran up to his room and threw himself on his bed. And he looked up at his his Shepherd Fairy poster of Barack (laughs) Obama. And he's like, man... No one understands me. And Barack Obama stepped out of the poster. He's like, I do, Cameron. Let's go on adventures. And uh, The poster came to life. The poster came to life. And Fantastic. That's, I think th- that's the premise of the um, Michael Jordan cartoon, isn't it? That they came to life out of the... Bo Jackson. The, Michael Jordan, Bo I know Jackson. what you're talking about, but I don't think they came to life out of the posters. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I guess those are just real normal people. Yeah, so. they yeah, they don't have to just come to life at posters. True. But uh yeah, and Barack Obama, you know, he was just in a suit, but he had magical powers and could fly and you know, they'd go off to a faraway land and have adventures. So that's that's how the show went if you remember it. If you want to check out the artwork uh, again, it's at it's at my new blog at relevantmagazine.com. Yeah. Check it out. For this week's question, we we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast about the new iPhone coming out and so therefore I no longer need my 1-year-old slightly used one. 
Very slightly Which used. is in great condition. I mean, there's a couple of minor cosmetic blemishes. It stopped on, a bullet on one time. The what? It stopped a bullet one time. It did. It did indeed. This thing has been my right hand, email on the road, photos up to Facebook. This thing's, you know. It's covered yep. in cam sweat. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so I want to give it away. You know, I mean, this thing was $600 at one point, and now it's worth free. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even worth selling. So if you want a first-generation iPhone, which is still perfectly good, 8 gig, it's all yours. All you have to do is we're, we, we want you to write in and tell us why you should have the phone and maybe how you'll use it to make the world a better place mm-hmm. or... Just, you know, really why you should have the phone, why you want this phone. Yeah, and I, I would say if you're more the artistic type, the visual artist type, you could try and represent it visually. We Visual, like if you're, um, you know, if you're writing it, I'll, I'll tell you, brevity is favorably yeah. looked upon. And if you're doing something visual art, I will say if you send an oil painting that you have done <laughs> of a sad clown, the phone's yours. Right. You immediately win. We will, uh, this won't be subjective or one person or whatever. This will be put to a, a vote of a panel and, and the panel will choose the winner. Yeah. Cool. And, and we will uh, put podcast photos on it and send it to you post haste. Now remember, only AT&T customers may uh, use the iPhone. Or if you want to switch over, you can. Yeah. yeah. You or can yeah. Or become an AT&T. And we'll put all of or the live podcast tracks in there. You're going to do that on your own time? <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's dragging them over. I have to download them first, and oh, do you know it's kind of too much effort. Oh. Yeah, but if we, you want to do it, that's fine. That you know our <laughs> mo on this podcast. What is the least amount we can do and still squeak by and not tick people off? That's right. I don't want angry emails. Yeah. So, um, you know, last week we talked about the free trip to a Sydney, Australia. More than here's the funny thing, we've just mentioned it on the podcast for the last couple of weeks. I mean. Uh, the music label hasn't even hit up the Hillsong United crowd yet. They haven't blasted it. They haven't done anything to promote it. And over 4,000 people have already signed up for the contest. Wow. I am not surprised by that so, one bit. Yeah. I think it would be more. Well, it will be more once yeah. they start getting right. word out. I mean, there's like 80,000 United MySpace friends right. that they haven't yeah. sent a bulletin. I'm considering to like putting, putting in a complete application from a false person, which is obviously me, but just in secret. Okay, so, yeah, so remember, go over to uh, relevantmagazine.com slash United to sign up because you want to get your name in that, you know, opportunity. Uh, Then this week, we're giving away an iPhone, and we have something big coming up this fall, too. We're nothing if not givers. Yeah, and, uh, you know, maybe next week, I'll just, I'll find something random sitting around my room and... Give that away. Hey, that's what we should do. We yeah. should just start g- giving, giving personal items. We <laughs> I've, just I've got so much stuff that hey, I, I cycle I, in I every really morning. You can have my shorts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you give away your big screen TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if someone can transport it and give it away, and they in return give you money. Can, yeah, give me <laughs> a predetermined sum of money. <laughs> then absolutely, right. You're nothing if not a giver, Adam. That's what I am. Uh, maybe people could send in some uh, ideas of what they would like us to give. Oh, that's not a bad idea. But that will not get you in the running to win the iPhone. No, that's no. A completely that's a different. separate thing. But if you give us good ideas, we'll maybe give those things away. Yes. And then maybe you can get that. Yes. We're mm-hmm. glad to. Um, I'll be glad to give away my little peanut action figure. <laughs> oh, man. Aww. No. Oh, that's special. I'm afraid that's I can't. Special. Mine's being put Special's into a glass the right case. Word. <laughs> I, I, I kind of ate mine. 
not. Even the pipe cleaner? It's hungry. That's called gluttony. Yeah. <laughs> if you're eating peanut action figures, we have something we need to talk about. It's hungry. And Are you Australians? Pipe cleaners look really good. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this week's podcast. Uh, many thanks to Jesse and Chad for enduring our torture. And uh, make sure to check out the new issue of Relevant Magazine. It's at newsstands nationwide right now. And you can also go to relevantmagazine.com and click on the current issue online bonus zone for some exclusive uh, extended uh, transcripts and some photos and some good doodads there to uh, that kind of go with the magazine. There's always good doodads. Always. I guess on that note, we'll wrap it up. Make sure to tune in next week. We will uh, run the interview that we did with Dan Merchant, who's a filmmaker profiled in the current issue. He has that documentary called Lord Save Us From Your Followers. And it is a great interview. Let me just go ahead and tell you now. It's Very fantastic. Cool. So tune in for that. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Lloyd Kinsley. We'll see you next week. Why don't you sit right down and make me smile? Uh-huh. You make me feel like I'm just a child. Uh-huh. Why do you end it? Just give me credit. I'm just sitting on the shelf. Relevant Podcast. Anytime, anywhere. Otay.